the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Oh, I got a lot of fun for you today. I want you to start looking at this as the most twisted, sick comedy show ever produced by anybody. It's called The American Government. First Republic executives, First Republic Bank, whoever heard of it, who gives a rip? The executives sold $12 million in stocks a month before the crash. Today, U.S. banks deposit $30 billion in First Republic. Ooh, why? Because they have the secret. Do you know what the secret is? The secret is handle the pension money of the corrupt municipalities, the corrupt cities, the corrupt counties. Once you do that, you are in like Flynn. The Dow immediately dropped 500 points after. By the way, this is from yesterday. Yesterday. The opening bell today then recovered some of those losses, ending the day down 280 points. And Makovic joins us now from the newsroom with more on this uncertainty that's fueling this fear. And Liz and Ryan, it comes as San Francisco based First Republic Bank had its credit rating downgraded over fears that depositors might make a run on it and try to pull out their money. First Republic has a lot of wealthy clients whose deposits do total more than the $250,000 insured by the FDIC. So that means if it fails, they could lose that money. And if that concern causes them to act, they could cause a run on the bank as they withdraw those funds, similar to what Silicon Valley Bank and New York-based Signature Bank saw last week. Meanwhile, the company that used to own Silicon Valley Bank before it was taken over by the feds says that they are exploring bankruptcy protection as a way to sell off assets. Huh. Now it's starting to come out. Just what cities had their worker pensions in Silicon Valley Bank, in Signature Bank? Because these are the banks that are connected to the mafia. These are the inside mafia money laundering schemes. Fears continue to grow after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and the failure of New York-based Signature Bank. These collapses being felt right here at home. We've learned the Rhode Island Pension Fund is poised to lose nearly $2.5 million. So what? The Illinois Pension Fund is poised to lose well over $8 million, probably closer to fourteen. The Illinois Pension Fund for La Cosa Nostra, the mystical magical pensions, they had money there too. Well over $8 million. Who knew that? I know. The mafia knew that. I can reassure the members of the committee that our banking system is sound and that Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. Did you hear that, man, Squirrel? He said everything is great and it's sound. Do you believe him? I don't. Wrong. 
because I can think. But what I do understand is that if you're connected to La Cosa Nostra, the Democrat mafia, you're going to be bailed out in perpetuity. Now, you're going to hear a lot of clips of the Dutch boy, Janet Yellen, in all her glory, looking phenomenal, testifying before various politicians. I doubt you'll hear Senator Lankford. Senator Lankford is a senator out of Oklahoma. He exposed this mafia for exactly what it is. Secretary, thanks for being here. Uh, there's a lot of things that I wanted to be able to talk about on this. We've got some tax proposals on the table. I have a bipartisan uh, charitable act uh, dealing with tax. Now, policy. what he's going to do is expose the taxes that are put forward under the radar by the corrupt Biden mafia, the illegitimate election stealing Joseph Robinette. Oops, why are my socks wet, Biden? And his entire administration of misfits and cohorts. I'll see uh, that we're not going to have time to be able to talk through. I'd like to be able to talk about full expensing. Uh, Senator Toomey used to be able to uh, champion this, but it's a big issue for our manufacturers in my state and all around the country. Love to get a chance to talk about that. I'd love to talk about marriage penalties in the tax code because, quite frankly, they're still there. It's one of the things we've got to be able to work on, energy independence. Uh, I did notice a whole new set of new taxes. Uh, so they're going to tax married people more. They're going to tax energy companies more. On energy companies in the United States. Uh, that I think would hurt our energy independence. Uh, and there's still no definition for the $600. If you do Venmo uh, payments to somebody up to $600, now the IRS is going to track you. See, before the election, this was a topic that got some people paying attention. The, the mafia doesn't like when you pay attention. So they put it in the cooler. But don't worry, it's still in the cooler. And it can come out at any time Mr. Yellen wants it to. Uh, I've noticed that you've delayed that and the IRS has delayed that. Uh, but there's a lot of questions with that and new creative definitions of what it means to be made in America. Uh, we now have. Now, listen to this. This is so they can keep their foreign corruption going. You can bring stuff from all over. If it gets here and a company touches it, made in America, like the steel that we pretended we weren't buying from China. We were buying it from China. We were just doing it through backdoor nationalized American steel companies. Once it hit our dock, made in America. And the morons keep voting Democrat. New treaties that are popping up that are not really treaties, not really uh, free trade agreements, but are being declared free trade agreements to allow from the Inflation Reduction Act action. Now, how do they do that? Executive orders. You see, the bastardization of executive orders went from ordering supplies in wartime and for office to where these idiots are mimicking treaties and agreements that our representatives are supposed to do. But the dirty little secret is our Congress is toothless. It's a paper tiger. It doesn't even need to exist anymore because this entire system is run from that dimwit in diapers some people think is a president. Uh, from Japan and Germany to now be defined as made in America. I huh. found that very creative. Love to talk about all that. I uh, don't have time. I need to be able to drill in on a couple of things. Let me start with some of the banking issues we're dealing with on it. Will the deposits in every community bank in Oklahoma, regardless of their size, be fully insured now? Are they fully recovered? Every bank, every community bank in Oklahoma, regardless of the size of the deposit, will they get the same treatment that SVBP just got or Signature Bank just got? Now, she's going to answer in her old-fashioned political whore, which is the only way she can be one, lying and stammering. But the reason that I wanted to stop it here is very simple. 
Because what will happen is you will destroy, once again, the strong remaining small community banks. That is the goal of this mafia. Because once you are in their cabal of corruption, their, their liaisons, their donors, now the game is over. This is what this goal was. This is why we are in this spot. So listen to this lady. Oh, boy. This, this, she's far more of a man than Rachel Levine will ever be. Listen to her try to explain why the mafia gets the bailout. And if you're not in, you can whistle Dixie. A bank only gets that treatment if a majority of the FDIC board, a supermajority, a supermajority of the Fed board, and I, in consultation with the president, determine that the failure to protect uninsured depositors would create systemic risk. And Who are these unelected bureaucrats? What do you mean? This is how you become gods among men in a corrupt, collectivist, government supremacist system. Nobody knows who they are. They're the same kind of inside scallywags and lowlifes that sold the stock as they knew the bank couldn't cover. These are the same mafia dons and capos and bagmen that have been raping our economy for decades. And every time you bail them out, this is an outrage. You don't even know who these inside front running, inside trading whores are. And they control our money, our policies, and they're bailing out their friends. And significant economic and financial consequences. So what is and your plan? That determination. Right. right. So, so what is your banks. plan to keep large depositors from moving their funds out of community banks into the big banks? Nothing. It's irrelevant what that man says. Nothing will stop them from doing it. In fact, they'd be stupid not to do it. And the problem is, it's the community bank that makes your community strong. That's the, that's the bank that knows the area to invest in. Because once you turn it over to these monster banks, they don't give a rip because they have K Street and they bribe every whore to make sure they get the deal. That's why Silicon Valley Bank didn't care what they did with their money. They didn't care that they gave $78 million to BLM, not the Bureau of Land Management, the other real estate company called Black Lives Matter. They don't care that they fund and squander and misappropriate. That's the difference. Your community bank does because they look you in the eye. And these rat bastards, they rule you from far away. You never even know who they are. We have seen the mergers of banks over the past decade. I'm concerned you're about to accelerate that by encouraging anyone who has a large deposit in a community bank to say, we're not going to make you whole, but if you go to one of our preferred banks, we will make you whole at that point. Um, look, I mean, we're, that's certainly not something that we're encouraging. That is happening right now. That is happening because depositors are concerned about the bank failures that have... I want you to listen to her. That's the same idiot that told you everything is fine. This woman is a moron and a liar. And that's what government is. That's who makes it up. There is a problem with the American psyche where they think government is somehow not made up of the most incompetent and corrupt human beings in this country. They all 
are good for nothing. Sorry, that's just the fact. Listen to her. She couldn't answer. And you know the, the saddest part? If she worked for somebody that could fire her, she would have never been in this position. But she doesn't. She works for a mafia that promotes her because she's in it. Happened and whether or not other banks could also um, no, it, it, fail. No, it's happening and because it's, you're fully insured no matter what the amount is. If you're in a big bank, you're not fully insured if you're in a community bank. Well, you're not fully insured. And you, you big, were at Signature, the, the and it, big, was, it just barely met that threshold. You were at Signature. Well, we felt that there was a serious risk of contagion that could have brought down and triggered runs on many banks, um, and that something, given that our judgment is that this. the banking system overall is safe and sound. That is infuriating. And the only problem is most people don't care. Most people don't care. That's how you have Alexei Janulius elected. His bank did the same damn fracking thing, only it even lied to the people that were taking loans out. And what was his penalty? He's one of the most important people in that sewer of corruption, Illinois. The sewer of corruption that has misappropriated, misappropriated welfare money for COVID. And that is how J.B. Pritzker goes out today and touts financial achievement somehow. We're able to make these investments in Illinois students and our families because, well, we've been laser focused on writing Illinois' fiscal ship by balancing the state budget. It sounds so simple, uh, not an easy thing in the state of Illinois, but we've worked at it every year that I've been in office and succeeded. The General Assembly has been such a great partner in this. If it wouldn't have been for COVID, the billions upon billions upon billions would not have come in to Illinois. And because of that, he misappropriated the funds and paid it off. And nobody cares how. The Illinois Senate passed a plan to pay off part of the state's unemployment trust fund debt with federal COVID relief money. Overall, the state will use nearly $3 billion in American Rescue Plan money, making a dent in the $4.5 billion hole the state has. That is welfare misappropriation. The only reason they got the money was the pandemic. Otherwise, they would have had to face the music. They get it fixed. And people are up and leaving Illinois, one of the highest rates in the United States. He is back taking a closer look at this. I don't think a lot of people are shocked by this, but still very stunning when you look at the reasons why no state lost a bigger chunk of income in 2019 than Illinois. And every Democrat sewer was facing the same thing. And every Democrat sewer did exactly what Fatboy did. They stole the welfare money that was to go to the people, and they paid off their corruption. That's why they're going to continue to get bailed out if you're connected to La Cosa Nostra, also known as the Democrat Mafia. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The most disgusting part is to watch these liars and swindlers act like they're successful. Whether it's the old man, Janet Yellen, or the fat man, J.B. Pritzker. And we've been running surpluses. We've been paying off our state's overdue bills. We now have no overdue bills. We're paying our bills with... Really? Good thing you're talking to a room full of Democrats. 
and community educators, community school educators. I think he was at a junior college and a bunch of people who don't want tests to show that they can barely read. Illinois politicians spend a lot of time talking about helping working families. They read to kids and say how much they value education. They talk about protecting the vulnerable and lifting up the less fortunate. But if you really want to know what Illinois politicians value, look at how they spend your money. Since the year 2000, state spending on education has only grown by 20%. Meanwhile, pension spending has grown by a whopping 533%. 533%? How do you have a surplus? Hey, you, hey, fat boy who can't do a push-up. Within 15 days in Illinois, that's almost too fast, you could argue. But, I mean, certainly faster than all of us pay bills at home. Uh, You've never paid a bill in your life. Good old money launderer, Grandpa Abe, and your father, who was very good at buying property with money that mysteriously came from nowhere. They made it so you never have to pay a bill, fatso, or do a push-up. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. You just hit on something that I cannot understand for the life of me. Why can't people understand government is not their friend? Well, it Why is if you're in on it. That? If, you're, if, you, if you're friends with Newsom and you're also running a corrupt bank and squandering money and you blow all yeah. the extra money on your little pet projects and hookers or whatever it is they do, you know that the, that the people or Newsom doesn't want the people to know he has three wineries. All do their banking there. You want them to know that the Hertz or uh, um, what's their name, the Hearst Fortune family, donates right. directly to him through that bank. That his money ironically comes from oil. You don't want any of that to know. Not to mention the tens, if not hundreds of millions, that he has in assets in that bank. So you've got yeah. that clout. So he is your friend. He is government. He is your friend. If you're in on this scheme. And you know Alexi Janulius, and you get the Jaws Durango loan, and his bank goes belly up, nobody goes to jail, and Alexi gets elected. You love it. So it is your friend if you're in on the short pants mafia. True. So I, yeah. So just the honest man, it's not your friend. And what people have right. to learn how to do is decipher that. And here's a good example. Thank you very much for the lead-in. What's going on with that Mike Madigan trial? The trial of four Illinois utility company executives and consultants accused of bribery and conspiracy is now underway. The so-called ComEd Four are accused of a bribery scheme to influence indicted former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. The judge in the case says he will allow undercover federal recordings to be released to the public. The allegations range from 2011 to 2019, including arranged no-show jobs, contracts and payments to former Madigan associates. Madigan's federal racketeering trial is set to begin next year. Why are the guys who bribed him on trial? Did you ever hear that? So the guys that bribed you are on trial, but the guys who got the bribe, the guys who got the no-show job, where are you? You got the clout. You got Ed Burke's wife. Sexually frustrated though she be. You've got her on the inside. You'll never do a day. 312-642-5600. Ta-da! You're a Democrat. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Let's let this one breathe a little bit. Which one is this, bro? Oh. This is a great lead-in. So the San Francisco Fed chairman... 
what's his name? Beck, Gregory Becker. He then gets promoted to Silicon Valley Bank, where he has a hell of a time. They go bonkers. You, hundreds of millions they blow, they steal, they trade out of it. They pay other other hosts like uh, Jim Cramer to pump and dump the stock, and they lose zero, nothing. You think they'd call him before Congress to testify, wouldn't you? I know I would. I mean, I know he's not going to get investigated by the SEC or anything else because those bureaucracies are littered with Democrats. But you think the new Republican Congress would call him before? Well, they're going to have a hard time because he's in Hawaii, baby. He's got a $3.1 million estate that he bought years ago. So it's probably worth $9 million. He's got his shorts on. He's got some hooker with him. And he's having a time of his life. I don't care if it's his wife. She started out as a hooker. I'm pretty sure she looks just like a girl that used to give my friend a lap dance on a regular basis at the Crazy Horse. Uh, Gregory in Naperville. Sean? George, I'm sorry. George. Uh, am I? Oh, yeah. Do you think any old-time hoodlum gangster out there will come through for us folks with free suits and red lines like Big Al Your phone did? broke up on me, but you said old-time gangster. you got to get familiar with the new gangster. When you see this... La Cosa Nostra, these are the pansy mafia guys. And they don't date women the way our old guys used to. These guys normally date other guys. Even sometimes when they dress like women. Good spot them. They're in the front of the pack. Brian Gurney. Hey, Sean. Enjoying your show. Hey, I got a couple things to comment on. Uh, The uh, FDIC had, at the end of 2022, $128 billion in assets. Now, that's to cover $9 trillion in bank depositors' money. How the hell are they supposed to cover that money? Where are they going to get that money? And FDIC, where do they get their money, their um, their assets from? Federal Reserve. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they just printed it up. That's why they're just going to do the exact same thing. And what will happen, brother, this is the beginning. The next shoe to fall will be commercial debt. Commercial real estate, commercial debt, because the businesses aren't making money. They won't be able to pay their rents. You're going to see hundreds of millions of feet in every Democrat sewer of commercial real estate go absolutely bone dry. And then those banks will have to get bailed out because the dirty little secret is that's where they hide all their pensions. That's where all their pension money. Now, they aren't even close to paying their pensions. Not even close. So they're bailing these banks out because they're bailing themselves out. It's like the student loans. They don't care about the kids. The kids are idiots. They care about paying themselves back. They seize that business. The government owes itself money. This is a giant Ponzi scheme, a three-card Monty. This has nothing to do with these individuals in the middle. They're just names to pass through the corruption of our government because we don't have a private sector economy anymore. It's minuscule compared to the Leviathan of corruption called government spending and government waste, fraud, and abuse, and the lies that are being told to you on a regular basis. Here, let's hear it. Here we go. There shouldn't be confidence in our banking system. No taxpayer money is being used or put at risk with this action. And lastly, she said our banking system remains sound and that Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. So if it's not ta- affirmative action, hey, dummy, with that mop on your head, affirmative action higher. If it's not taxpayers' money, who is it, stupid? You don't have a clue. What am I asking you for? All right, somebody, can, can we get her to do something? Can she sing or juggle or anything? She certainly can't think. Rich in Indian Head Park. 
Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. How are you? Good. Sean, I want to talk about these uh, reparations they're talking about in California. San yeah, Francisco. All, the, I heard the account was at Silicon well, Valley want, Bank. Yeah. Uh. Well, they want to give them $5 million and $96,000 a year for 250 years. Yeah. And they want to uh, forgive their debt and give our uh, families a house for a dollar. What all they right. should give them in reparations is... Uh, there's a candle and a Confederate flag, so they remember that that's not the flag that's flying in, uh, in the Capitol today and be thankful for all the opportunities they have for being born here in the United States. I don't know. That's I think they should give my, you know, my, I got a grandmother who was an Ulster Scott. We came to find out later in life, and I think they should give me reparations. After all, we're, we're the ones that killed all the Indians, so you could pretend that, that you have the land. I think I should get something, for God's sakes. Of course, Lori Lightfoot would have to admit she's not an Indian, and Lightfoot is Latin for wart face. Uh, Chris, Milwaukee. Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing today? Splendid. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm calling because um, we're trying to hold the, hold the line on common sense up in Wisconsin. I know you've got a lot of Wisconsin listeners, just like myself. This is a big deal, People, Chris. This is a big oh, deal you're going to talk it's about. huge. Yeah. yeah, well, April 4th, um, we've got a 4-3 uh, Supreme Court in Wisconsin, and one of those four is kind of half and half. He's squishy. If we lose this election, if uh, uh, No Jail Janet wins, which it looks right now it's, she's got a good shot at it, oh, we're going to flip the other way, and anybody who voted for Scott Walker or Ron Johnson is going to see over the next few years through the courts everything being reversed, and we are going to become... I don't know what you want to call it. Call so it, who's your candidate of choice? Give me his name. Give me his name. Dan Kelly. You've got to vote for Dan Kelly. Anybody who ever stepped up to the plate for Scott Walker or Ron Johnson, you need to vote for Dan Kelly. You have to or everything will be reversed in a matter of time through the courts. You know what we're going to do, um, Chris? We're going to reach out to uh, the Dan Kelly campaign and see if we can get somebody on to find out his issues. And where he's squishy is where I'm going to press. But I love doing that. We'll make him stand for something. Thank you very no, much. No, Dan Chris. Kelly's not squishy. It's somebody oh. who's on the court right now. Dan Kelly's oh. cool. He's good. He's he's rock solid. Oh, he's my kind of guy. Oh, definitely. Is he he's against? Is he against? He's just going to interpret he, the law. So he wants to give the baby the due process rights that every human being does. He doesn't want his uh, his low life parents to kill him. He's good. He's good on that point. Personally, he would, but you know what he is? He will follow the law. If the, if the legislature changes the law from 1849 that everybody's screaming about up here, everybody on the left, he will follow the law. That's who right. Dan Kelly is. So uh, yeah, we're going to reach out to his people. Into it. I'm going to drop your name. Thank you, kid. Appreciate it. Yep. Take care. I'm a name dropper, Squirrel. I drop your name. I do. Whenever I go to the bookstore, the adult bookstore, Squirrel, they let me write in. Jim LaGrange. Sean, how you doing, buddy? Wonderful. How are you? So, go, going going back to the the com ed thing. I mean, the con ed c o n thing. You know, I, I haven't made a change in my lifestyle. I haven't added anything to my house, and my electric bill goes from a hundred bucks a month on average to about three fifty a month on average. So, where's all that money going to? Is it going to pay off somebody? Is, am I ever going to get it back? Am I ever going to see it again? Come the on. greatest scam perpetrated on man. They caught him for decades yeah. running this scam. They caught him, and what did they do? They raised the rate so they could pay off the, the, the penalty. And who gets the penalty? Not me and you. 
the government yeah. that sat there and all benefited from it. There's not a Democrat in Springfield that didn't know a, that Mike Madigan was a mafia nut. They all kissed his ring and his ass. There's not a Democrat, there's not a Republican that doesn't know that that short-in-the-pants Irishman is not a mafia nut. Not one. And they all nope. sat there for 50 years and they pretended he was a man, a lawyer, rather than a two-bit crook. He's lucky he traveled in his own neighborhoods. The the funniest part, too, is that every once in a while I get a a letter from ComEd now telling me how good or bad I am at energy usage. I'm like, come on, you got to give me a break. Pick up your dog doodle in the yard. I'm using too much much of your energy that you're charging me for? Give me a break. Jim, next time you get your bill and you take your little paste up, pick up your dog doodle before you mail it back. That's what I think of ComEd. And as for anybody that kissed Mike Madigan's ass, I know I used to know a kid thought he was a tough guy. Owns a restaurant. Mike Madigan walks in right this way, Speaker. I can't wait to see that clown again. Phony, ass kisser, moron. Everybody should have called him what he was every time they saw his face. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. They're going to get exactly what they want. They're going to bankrupt the small local bank. They'll have a, the cartel of corrupt banksters will grow. And this was the plan all along. As the Epoch Times reports, another proposal for $2 trillion just into our banking. Now, these Democrat morons in their lame duck just passed a $1.8 trillion package two days before Christmas. Where's all the freaking money? I'm getting sick and tired of this. But don't worry, whenever we need an explanation, let's turn to the affirmative action mop on our head. happening now with First Republic? I mean, what tools do you have to push back against a further concentration in this critical sector. So look, as it relates to specific banks and institutions, you know, I would, I would, uh, um, I would refer you to the relevant banking regulators, so I'd leave that there. And- the relevant banking regulators. Just talk real fast and act like you should be there, and then nobody will know. The only reason you're there is because of your sexual orientation and your pigmentation. That's why the president, but more broadly, that's why the president took the actions that he did over the weekend. Remember, he directed his uh, Treasury Secretary and the NSC director. Uh, oh, come on. He was on his changing table looking for a binky. All of you guys sat around. Well, he took a nappy nap, and you figured out how to spend more of our money, didn't you, dimwit? To uh, come up with a plan on how to deal with what we were seeing with SVB, uh, the Silicon Valley Bank. And so they took out- Wait until the commercial real estate lending. Ooh-wee. That's going to be hard to deny. But don't worry, you'll just print up more money and we'll do it all over again. The market loves bailouts. You get a bailout. Kira, Indiana. Sean, my heart is pounding listening to that yelling tape, uh, which probably won't be played on most networks. So I come to you, just know, each day for what to pay attention to in the news, because you are on top of it. Thank you. You were also integral in getting us out of Illinois when we did, and finding a tiny little bank called Bank of Salem in Missouri, which has funded everything from our land to our buildings. So if it wasn't for you constantly saying, get out of Illinois, I probably wouldn't have done it at the time, my husband and I. So I want to thank you for that and keep doing the job you're doing. I am just blessed to listen to you. Oh, you made my day, Kira. Thank you very much. 
Down in Bloomingdale. Sean, the whole concept of a, the design of a liberal city or state is on very shaky ground because of the fact that your just caller just stated. People are leaving. Uh, did you hear what's going on in San Francisco? you got to call it a mafia a state. Years. These aren't liberal. These are mafias. I'm liberal. Okay, Go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, San Francisco, a couple years ago, uh, started boycotting states that didn't agree with their politics and their yeah. liberal or leftist. So so they, they had 30 states that they refused to do business with. 30 states. Now they're finding out that there's no competition for the building construction that needs to be done and, or anything else. <laughs> and it's costing them an arm and a leg. Good. So Good. the more they people deserve. that leave, the more that's going to happen. Don, I appreciate it very much. You know, we discuss all of these issues, but it boils down to the one simple beauty of what made this country the richest in the shortest amount of time. The government didn't have this power. The American citizens of yesteryear would not sit idly by as this happened. This was unimaginable. We've allowed this backdoor nationalization of our lives to happen. This is our fault. So go to some place that's high ground and fight it with people who understand that and want to push back against it peacefully. Amy in Wisconsin. I love the name, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, hi, Sean. How are you? Splendid. Good. Um, I wanted to call. I think a lot of just people in general are feeling just so discouraged by everything going on in the news. And just one small little piece that you can do is pay attention to the school board elections in your community. Um, I am so appalled by what's going on and who um, is trying to get on these boards. Um, it's just really important that parents are, are watching this, reading the statements and the interviews from these people, because, you know, especially in Chicago, like over in Elmhurst, a lot of people moved from the city into the community and oh, um, it's getting crazy. I mean, just some of the things that these people are saying is is wild. And, you know, once they get on there, it's it's hard to get them off. So I don't know why they um, left the utopia they built in the sewer of the of Chicago. Why would you leave? You built why? it. You got it just the way I you want it. Now you're going to go ruin more my cigar stories, you stupid idiots. In the I meantime. know, I know. But I just think, you know, people need to really wake up and just see what's going, like, uh, turn off the news and just... Like, focus in on what's going on in your backyard, especially with yeah. these school boards. Because if you have little kids and they've got to go all the way to eighth grade and then into high school, yeah. you're going to be dealing with these people for a while. And, you know, it's, I think we could just capsulize it in a real in a real snippy sign. Beware the extra large yoga pant mafia. Thank you very much, Amy. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... My next guest is a renaissance man. He's led seminars for the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. He's written 25 books. One of the books that I remember reading that I loved was The Post-American Presidency. Um, but he's got a new book. 
And he's right to describe it this way, because what we're losing to is an ideological chess game. We're losing this battle, and it's evident by the circumstances of America, circa 2023. The new book is The Sumter Gambit, How the Left is Trying to Forment a Civil War. His name is Robert Spencer. He is the director of Jihad Watch, a Shilman Fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center, and the best-selling author of over 25 books. Thank you so much for joining me, Robert. How are you? Just great. Great to talk to you, Sean. Thank you. You too, but I love this position because it's more than just the policy profiteers. It's more than just the Chicago mafia pretending to be communists while building fortunes. This is a way to outmaneuver us into servitude in perpetuity, is it not? That's exactly what it is, yes. This is the left trying to create a win-win situation for themselves that they become increasingly aggressive, as we've seen over the last couple of years, with their insane agenda, with the transgender madness, with the drag queens in primary schools, with all the rest of it. And they expect us just to sit back and take it and to start to pretend that men are women and women are men and all the rest of it. And if we don't, if we start to resist, then they'll say, you see, these people really are traitors and insurrectionists. And then they'll implement more of what their overall plan is, which is to crush dissent and allow only their point of view to be aired in the United States and to create an internationalist, socialist, authoritarian regime. And it has that Kantian twist, that detachment from fact, from objective reality. And oh, yeah. you, you have this position where it is so outrageous that if you're my age and you were born in the late 60s, what we're arguing is preposterous. But it is achieving that lack of judgment where people are afraid to tell the opposition their own judgment, the fact. Men are men, and women are women, and everything else is a lie. Whether you look like Janet Yellen or you look like Elizabeth Taylor, ta-da, you're a woman. And, you know, this, this thing where you're intimidating people who are not like I am, where I don't care what someone thinks, you're really destroying the youth, the young people, because now they're afraid to implement their own judgment of right and wrong and fact. Is that not happening? That's exactly it. And it's fundamentally a totalitarian imperative. What they're trying to do is actually get people to say that the state knows we have to obey the state and never to dissent from what the state tells them. You know, Orwell, it's been said many, many times, but he was really right. In 1984, it's all happening now. And I remember when I first read 1984, back before 1984 had actually happened, <laughs> and the uh, uh, craziest thing in there, Sean, was that he says when, when, when the hero is in prison and the guy's explaining it all to him, and he says, you have to accept that if we tell you that 2 plus 2 is 5, that 2 plus 2 is 5. And the guy says, well, that's crazy. You know, you can't just change reality like that. And I thought, yeah, that's too far. They couldn't possibly get away with something like that. Well, now here we are. We all got to pretend that Rachel Levine is a woman and is yeah. a great female admiral when it's this fat guy in a dress. But the, and, way, that, the uh, way that they implemented it is what undermined what de Tocqueville noticed. The American people were going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to conquer because they understood at that time he was here 
the philosophy of the Enlightenment. They embraced it and they rejected government supremacy. Now, after COVID, I think you broke the American spirit in about at least two thirds of Americans. And are we not just yeah. ripe for the pickings? I mean, didn't this just play out perfectly like a chess game? Yes, it did. And it looks as if they're sailing to victory, except for the fact that more and more people are waking up all the time. And the more people wake up, the harder it gets for them to put their fake reality over on us. And, you know, the more outlandish their claims get, the harder it is for them to just force it on us by the sheer power of their calling us, you know, insurrectionists, racists, whatever. Now, as you see the exodus from these extremely totalitarian Democrat mafia-run states and cities, is this the bright spot that we can focus on? Because I'm from this. I'm from Chicago. And the climate is so abusive and so anchored in that it's not able to be tipped over from the system the way it exists. So is not the, the answer, in your opinion, to take yourself and your loved ones out of that climate for the meantime? Because this didn't happen overnight, and the infrastructure of corruption goes to every municipality. So what are those people to do, aside from boycott the system and keep their kids out of the schools first? What are they to do? Well, yeah, getting out of the area is imperative, and it's no, it is a great sign of hope, Sean, that people are streaming out of California, streaming out of New York, and that Florida is booming. This is no accident, and yet the establishment media is doing everything it can to try to distract us from the obvious lesson here, that people don't like what the left is doing. They don't want to live under it, even people who probably voted for the people who are responsible for doing all this. They're voting with their feet, and the more that that happens, the more hope that we have of defeating this thing. Now, I remember you um, after September 11th. I remember the books you, you, you produced, phenomenal books, all of them. And I remember you becoming a consultant to the FBI, but I also remember a different FBI. Because what we have now as an FBI is an apparatchik of the Democrat mafia. I am appalled, offended, and disgusted. And that leads to that sense of hopelessness. Because this type of, of, of scandal, this government corruption, this new Fourth Reich, as I call it, because that's how I see it, this, this should be broken apart from the laws that exist, from the investigators we have, from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yet, it appears undeniable over the last five years, they are all in and they are the opposition to my Americanism. What do you think? I couldn't agree more. Uh, under a patriotic administration, if we ever have a patriotic administration again, the FBI has got to be thoroughly cleaned out from top to bottom maybe shut down altogether if it can't be reformed. But there's no doubt about what you're saying, that it has become a tool of very sinister forces. It is not on the side of Americans. It is not working for the well-being of Americans. But it's been weaponized for the far left. They have used it to brand parents protesting this critical race theory and the gender madness in primary schools as terrorists. And there is just no redeeming it at this point. We should not. What we have to do, I think, is educate the people who are still patriots and who love this country 
to understand that the we we have to keep a very careful reserve and not trust these institutions that we uh, trusted without question for decades. Robert, I am believe it or not, I lo- I. I- I like to get in a fight every day, a fist fight. But I am anti-violence when it comes to war. I'm anti-war. We have this sick mentality now that we don't mind war. We're not interested in looking into the nuances, and we're not even interested in diplomacy. So I think the climate for American-on-American violence and arguably a new violent civil war has never been greater in this country since the last one. How do That's we avoid, right. how do we avoid right. war? How do we avoid it? Well, the only way we can avoid war at this point is to stand up to every last detail, every tiniest bit of the left's agenda. And, uh, you know, you might think, well, that's what we've already been doing. No, not at all. Actually, some of the primary leaders who are supposed to be leaders of uh, the Republican Party, of course, everybody knows that it's full of the establishment types, but... Uh, even people who are supposed to be on our side, like Ted Cruz, endorsed the January 6th insurrection hoax, was saying how terrible yeah. it was that people were trying to overthrow the government. He should never have said anything of that kind. He was in a position to know better. And there are so many examples I could give you of people who ought to know better playing ball with the left and accepting their lies when we have to start saying we're not going to accept a single one of your lies anymore. And in small ways and in large ways, wherever we are, in whatever stage of life we are in, we're going to stand up and resist you and understand that every American has to become an activist now. These are new times that try men's souls, and nobody else is going to do it for us. I was a tremendous supporter of Ted Cruz um, when he was running for president. But I learned very early on he's also a creature of the biggest problem in our government. Um, it's the money. Ted Cruz is a Goldman Sachs guy, was a Goldman Sachs guy. The money, the corporatism, this is the real, the real demon in our government. And if we do not fix that, how do you fix anything? When you're talking about billions and trillions and endless money to buy people, and if it's one thing history has shown us, everyone is a whore, we're just negotiating price. How can we stop it if we don't want to change the flow? Because you have Republicans arguing for more money, and he's got money, throw money, and I think you're feeding the beast. Am I off base? No doubt. I couldn't agree more. And one of the things that I think has to be done, of course, it's very late, and so it may be too late. I'm not going to mince words here, but the fact is that we need to have a rule in Washington that if you're in Congress, you're going to get that salary. The congressmen make $174,000 a year. You live on that. You don't get a penny, nothing. You can write a book. You're not going to get any money from it. You can give a speech. You're not going to get any money from it. There is no that close off, in other words, every last avenue for money laundering and for influence peddling. And then most of these people are not even going to want to serve in Washington anymore. And that's also the good also, because the only people who will be there will be people who really want to help Americans. There won't be any financial incentive in it. It's just, you know, you, as you're talking, you know, I know how many books you wrote. I know how hard you work for your money. And to think about what we're talking about, we're talking about guys that make mediocre livings, but they all live in multi-million dollar houses. They all wear $6,000 suits. It is such an obvious fraud that 
I think maybe if we just stop pretending it's anything but, and they all have PACs, and they all want to talk about saving us taxes or raising our taxes, yet none of them pay taxes. And this boils right back to the FBI. How in the world could the FBI be sitting there when you have the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, pay every one of his rat family members are on the payroll? He lived in the DuPont mansion since 1982. And that's just him. They're all in on it. How can the FBI ignore this? Well, they they ignore it because they're all on the same side. And they're probably all on the same till. But, yeah, it seems to me that if we had a sane political culture, you look at somebody like Nancy Pelosi, you add up her salary since she's been in Congress, and then look at what her actual net worth is, and then you see all the opportunities that she's had to get specialized insider knowledge, and there are serious allegations that she has capitalized on that insider knowledge to sell or buy stocks in the face of coming legislation that only she knew was coming because it hadn't been made public yet. And that ought to be a matter for prosecution. But the same people who would prosecute her are on the same take. In your new book, I just I just read through some of the you know, I I don't have it and I don't want to pretend I do, but I will have it. And the next time we talk, I will have read it. But the reality is you trace this problem back to the 60s. And it's ironic to me because the 60s are where American brave men bought the lie of the Gulf of Tonkin. We lost 58,000. You forever changed the trajectory. The American swindler found ways to stay out of it. Not that it should have happened. Believe me, I, 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 if I had a son at that time, I would have probably figured out some way to not have him go because I lost family members. I saw the devastation firsthand of Vietnam. But you had that massive acceptance of that ideology of that that uh, Chicago communism and the weather underground. And now you look at who these people are. They're all the same players. Isn't it just Saul Alinsky and his dream come to fruition that we call Washington, D.C. now? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. The, the 60s started the long march through the institutions. These, these hippies who were indoctrinated with the Marxist agenda and hated America, had been taught to hate America by the Marxists who, who tutored them, they started to occupy uh, the administrative offices of various colleges. And they found out pretty quickly that didn't get them anywhere. It was just symbolic. It was just posturing. So they started what was called the Long March Through the Institutions, where they would go into politics, into education, into various other fields, and then bring in other people of like mind until they had taken the whole thing over. And now it's worked. They've done Mm -hmm. it. And so they control the educational system. They control the entertainment industry. They control the government bureaucracy, the establishment media, and much more. And so it's no surprise, really, that the same ethos that animated those people in the 60s is now the dominant ideology of the country. Robert Spencer, the new book, The Sumter Gambit, How the Left's Trying to Forment a Civil War. You need to buy it if you want to avoid it. I can't tell you how happy I am you came on the show. Please come back anytime you want to. You have an open invitation. Call me anytime, Sean. It's great talking to you. Thank you. My pleasure. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Speaking of mistresses and tramps, Kamala Harris was on Colbert. Everyone forgets that Stephen Colbert has a sister. She ran for Congress 
as a Democrat. They're interwoven in the Democrat mafia. Stephen Colbert is a clown, but a useful clown. So he had on Willie Brown's mistress. And Willie Brown back in San Francisco, very connected. He's their version of Mike Madigan. He has a nickname called Gray Balls. He was 60, she was 27 when she was dating Gray Balls. And it turns out Kamala Harris was on Stephen Colbert last night. And she's going to educate us all. What do you make of um, someone like Governor DeSantis, who, while there is a strain of isolationism all throughout American history, is saying that this is not in America's strategic interest to side with the Ukrainians and offer them the material aid they need to defend themselves against an invading power? So, as vice president, I have now met with over 100 world leaders. Presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, and kings. And they all walked away and said, there's Gray Ball's girlfriend. And when you have had the experience of meeting and and understanding the significance, again, of international rules and norms and the importance of the United States of America standing firm and clear about the significance of sovereignty and territorial integrity, the significance of standing firm against any nation that would try to take by force another nation, if you really understand the issues, you probably would not make statements like that. So first of all, Trump, there's nothing that you understand that I don't know better. Nothing, especially when it comes to gray balls. The problem is you think you're winning when you're losing and there are people in this country granted they probably didn't go to your public school indoctrination camps but there are people who can still read and they know exactly who we're funding tramp the prime minister of finland sana marin has been slammed online for attending the funeral of the leader of the infamous right sector terrorist and ultra nationalist movement in ukraine History repeats itself. Finns with Nazis once again. Nazis at the Nazis' funeral. Marin Sana, it all adds up. Finland doesn't mind Nazism, so I doubt she'd care, even if someone told her. Ukraine's President Zelensky and the Finnish Prime Minister Sana Marin both joined the funeral in the country's capital. Thousands converged on the city's main square Friday last week, ultimately praising the commander as a hero. Now, uh, Western media also covered the story, calling him a fallen hero, despite his very questionable past. Nicknamed Da Vinci, he joined the ultra-nationalist movement at age 18 during the 20, uh, excuse me, during the uh, Maidan coup in Kiev. After that, he uh, joined the fight against those in Donbass. For his extreme cruelty on the battlefield, he was initially named Chikatilo after an infamous serial killer. And in a notorious interview, Kotzebilo joked that he fed his pet wolf the bones of Russian-speaking children. Well, let's... Glad he's dead. Milley, you remember Milley, General Milley. He's the one who called the Chinese counterpart to tell him, don't worry, we're going to remove Donald Trump and we can get our foreign policy money laundering scheme back in action. The traitor, General Milley, oh, he's a traitor. You call another communist country leader to tell him what you're doing here without the supervision of the commander-in-chief? That's treason. An act of war goes. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go there. Incidents happen, um, and and uh, clearly uh, we do not uh, seek armed conflict with uh, with Russia. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa! Tough guy. 
They just knocked down your drone, tough guy. You're fighting them. Your troops are there. Oh, I know. You're pushing it through black rock or black whatever it is with your mercenaries. I know what you're doing. In the meantime, what happened to the tough guy, Millie? And, uh, and, and I believe that uh, uh, at this point we should investigate this incident uh, and move on from there. But we will continue to exercise our rights in international airspace. Why don't you call your Chinese counterpart and find out why Xi Jinping was meeting with Rutin Tutin Putin? Why he's organizing the so-called peace between the Iranians and the Saudis? Why don't you figure out something, huh, stupid? Pull that big square head of yours out of your ass. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, I'm feeling good here. I'm looking at this. Um, oh, we can't do it to Eduardo. He's too good of a guy. Eduardo, let's get him off the funny line. Call back, Eduardo. Leave it in a high-pitched voice. That's, That's right. just me. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime, kid. Listen, there's two things going on. I mean, for, oh, first of all, like I mentioned to uh, Bunny, before I get to my point and everything, somebody should do an ancestry uh, check on uh, this Janet Yellen. I think there was some funny business going on in the Pritzker family. She's Pennsylvania she Dutch. Go ahead. I don't know what the heck it is, but there's something going on there, which she's out of that Pritzker family somehow or another. Anyways, okay, so, uh, you know, the um, this bailout and everything for this bank and everything, I think it's real strongly tied to something that um, Gruesome Newsom did. He was begging Biden and their administration to take care of the people, make sure you cover the people, make sure you make them whole and everything. And all of, all the while, never saying nothing about his involvement with that bank and all his, the wineries and him and his his mother, uh, you know, uh, whatever relative, they're all tied in together. She's like a, he's like a nephew or something of the Pelosi's and the Hammer family. It's and the all William that. Randolph okay. Hearst money, I think, where they get their money. Either that or the one with the oil, the Baron, the oil, but richest guy in the seventies. What the hell was his name? The one who wouldn't pay for his grandson. His grandson got his fingers chopped off. What the hell was that guy's name? Man, I wish I could. I'll look into it. In the meantime, Craig, I got 200, says Janet Yellen looks just like her grandpappy. Cream Puff Jim, speaking of somebody who looks like his grandparents. <laughs> I wish. I wish I did. Yeah, anyway. Uh, there's there's nobody in your lineage to make it over three bills the way you did. But go ahead. Anyway, yeah, Sean, I want to go another detail. Anyway, my sources in New York just informed me that Trevor will be indicted next week. For not paying the Stormy, Stormy Daniels. Not paying out Stormy Daniels the proper way. I thought he gave that whore money. Didn't he give her some shut-up money? Here, whore, take no, the no, money. No, but she, he'll be indicted next week for sure. There's no doubt about it. Oh, really? Yeah, and then that's the first of them. And then, then by the time it gets around, by summertime, uh, they're going to be more indictments than the... the yeah, but that's all right. I, I, I understand that. You see, I still want to know... I still want to know about uh, Joe Biden and the rape of the girl that worked for him that came out and everybody ignored Oh, come on. Oh, he's a creepy bastard sniffing the children. That's your guy. You like when they sniff the kids, don't you? Yeah, you do, Democrat. Uh, What was the one, too, with the... Don't I have something with the Hunter Biden, Honey Bunny? I remember I sent the clip. I can't remember it. Yeah, to China money. Where's that? Here we go. Well, John, when you look at some of these payments here, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer claims subpoenaed bank records show President Biden's daughter-in-law, Haley, received $35,000 over... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Haley, now is this the daughter-in-law that was the widow of uh, Bo, another moron, and then she liked to play tag with uh, Hunter? So she was banging her brother-in-law. This is the whore here. Two transfers 
in 2017. Haley is Bo Biden's widow, was also in a relationship with Hunter Biden after Bo had died. Comer says... No, that's not the, uh, the promo for a Jerry Springer show. That's the first family. Trash that they are. Trash. Just before those transfers, a Chinese energy firm wired a family Biden associate $3 million. Comer says soon after that, the associate, Rob Walker, sent hundreds of thousands of dollars to members of the Biden family. See, here's the thing, Cream Puff Jim. We let him go, but I'm going to talk to him anyway. Trump pays his whores with his money. The Bidens pay their whores with the Chinese communist money. There's the difference, dummy. Everyone says it was for an energy deal. Well, it looks to me like these people who were closely aligned with the Chinese Communist Party sent $3 million to a shell corporation. Then they turned around and split it three ways with a third going to the Biden family. Three different family members. Uh, now, who knows less about energy? The crack-smoking connoisseur that has such low character he'd bang his brother's wife? Or the dimwit wife herself? Who's got less knowledge of the energy sector? Oh, I know. Whoever's in charge of our energy department, that, 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 that dimwit from Michigan. Uh, for no apparent reason. Now, much of this is from U.S. Treasury Department documents the House Oversight Committee's just reviewed. Comer says Walker initiated the transfers two months after Joe Biden left the vice presidency. Walker. Oh, I wish we had the Jefferson song. We're moving on up. You got the song? Get it, squirrel. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, here's uh, one of uh, Joe Biden's friend here in Hawaii. Silicon Valley Bank CEO uh, escapes his 3.1 hide Hawaiian hideaway. He bought that years ago. That house is worth nine million. Trading. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, even better. Yeah. Yeah, but these people need they they need to go to jail, and we need to impeach the president for that Ukraine uh, giveaway. I'd like to. I, you know who goes to jail if you if you obviously recognized that there were not 81 million people and that Joe Biden stole the election. We have 950 guys were charged. 950 guys by their government. Not a one of these red bastards that bribed the Bidens. Not a one is charged. And now the big story is what? There was a Chinese communist billionaire who shook hands with uh, Steve Bannon. Ooh, it's a scandal. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it, baby. You gotta love it. We're being outmaneuvered. And that was the broader point. But doesn't matter there's hope in the future there truly is hope in the future we're here today because three years ago started off kind of the covid response with the with the 15 days to slow the spread and yet here we are three years later and they are still clinging to some of these um, uh, failed policies you've seen uh, things like the um, vax mandate for foreign travelers uh, they're doing other things to try to do but if you look at a lot of the problems uh, that we're facing right now, if you look at the inflation that we've seen, which has been devastating, if you look at the spike in interest rates, which has uh, had a huge impact on businesses and on, on home purchasing, uh, if you look at even what's going on with these banks and this, and this banking issue, you know, those banks were operating with zero interest rates. They were doing low like bonds with... with See, Kamala Harris... Ron DeSantis didn't get where he is on his knees. He had to learn the issues. There's not an issue you know that 90% of this country doesn't know better. Of course, it was hard for you to read with your head in uh, Willie Brown's crotch. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. 
The answer. AM560. The answer. There it is. The Biden song. With best show on TV. Arguably. One of them. The top five. Never hear a welcome back holiday. Another great show. Back then, public schools had grades. Not like now. Okay, so here's the thing, because you and I have visited before. I know you love Veep. I do. I, I love Veep. Is it accurate? There, is, there are bits of it that are actually quite accurate. And, um, okay, so last week, so my team, oh. they were, we were having long days as usual. And a member of my team... Did you have your clothes on? Team decided to do something really sweet for me. So I was out of my office in the West Wing. I was having a meeting across the street, and we're walking back toward my office, and he says, I need to tell you something. So I wanted, you know, the winter is almost over. It's really cold today. and We haven't lit your fireplace. So I decided when you were in that meeting to light the fireplace. But he forgot to open the flute. <laughs> Services like, ma'am, you could not go back to your office. <laughs> Surrounded by brilliance on top of it. Oh, idiot. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, I just uh, you mentioned welcome back, Connor. That's when your dreams or your ticket out. And I think one of the ways for people to get a ticket out, you know, we are being outmaneuvered right now because not enough of people who listen to you, like I think it was a Tom in Blue Island and the other guy from Indiana Park, if they were to get involved in the precinct level, we can start making some changes. There is, let me finish, there is a Supreme Court uh, election that's going on in Wisconsin right now, yeah. which is going to be pivotal. Yes. Or pivotal. And what people can do is there's a way to get online, to get an app to make phone calls, to get other conservatives out. I agree. Vote. You can still save Wisconsin. Rural, if we get the rural vote, votes out, we can keep that house. Because if we don't, uh, it's a big... The Democrats could control the uh, Supreme Court, and we're going to lose a lot of uh, seats because they're going to kick out the uh, the map that they made. You can still so save Wisconsin, I, but you're never going to save Illinois. Never. Because Illinois likes their dictators fat. And, uh, and we've been reducing our long-term pension liability and eliminating also all of the other short-term debts in the state of Illinois. We're really just left... So, hey, everybody, where, where are you going? Where are you going? All your businesses. Where are you going? Aren't you listening? It's all great. Now, he's not going to admit that he stole the welfare money for COVID, but who cares? They're Democrats anyway. They don't read. With the long-term debt that we need to pay off, that's a normal thing that everybody across the country has to pay off. Um, so I'm proud of how far we've come. Earlier this week, we received our eighth credit upgrade as a state Woo! since I took office. It's, yeah. Here's all the it's a seminal milestone following the previous administration's eight credit downgrades. Um, I want to get one more just so we can say. Well, the previous administration didn't get billions of dollars of welfare money that they could steal and steer towards the La Cosa Nostra agreement of the mystical, magical pension that keeps your foot soldiers of corruption in place. That's the difference, dummy. But that's all right. What are you going to do? Just the way things like to break it down. Now, let's go to a very sophisticated mayor's race. Very sophisticated government. Democrats, very, very sophisticated. A news conference at City Hall today by 25th Ward Alderman Byron Sigcho Lopez was interrupted by his defeated election opponent and her supporters. 
We will continue to talk about the issue of white supremacists in the Chicago Police Department. And this is very important given the clearance rates in our community. As you see, he's the, the support of Ada Flores then pulled the microphone away. So they're fighting over the microphone. Very sophisticated. Hey, where are you going? It's great there. Jerry in the Western Burbs. Jerry? Hey, Sean, how are we doing tonight? Good, brother. you got about 40 seconds. Hey, you're talking about J.B. Uh, you're going to see J.B. trying to do the same thing that Trump did. You know, being the outside guy, Trump came in from the right, J.B.'s going to come in from the left. Yeah. And all these little I'll tell you what, though, successes that he's fade, in Illinois. Fade it. Fade it. Because here's the thing. Regardless of the lies that come out of his big head, fat does not sell on a national level. Five foot six, three hundred and eighty pounds of stupid, butter handed trust fund, baby, will not sell on a national level. Thank you very much. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is an extremely impressive individual. She was a columnist for the Elle magazine, leading public speaking consultant. She's known as the speech detective. She's worked with political leaders, candidates, members of Congress, policymakers, professional athletes, turning them into powerful speakers. She's been featured in Glam, Glamour Magazine, Cosmopolitan, The Wall Street Journal, Business Insider, just to name a few. She also happens to be a very devoted wife of the late Curtis Ellis. He wrote a book before his untimely death called Pandemonium, China's Global Strategy to Cripple America. His name is synonymous with the Donald Trump 2016 campaign. He was a senior advisor. He also was on the presidential transition team and in the U.S. Department of Labor. Her name is Maxine Albert. Maxine, thank you so much for joining me on behalf of your late husband. Oh, Sean, thank you so much for having me. So tell me a little bit about the book, because obviously he was correct. Obviously, the beneficiaries of... um, COVID and the, the, the American reaction to it was China. Uh, did it work exactly as they anticipated it would, in your opinion? Wow. Well, the book, uh, you know, Pandemonium, like you said, uh, China's Global Strategy to Cripple America, Curtis finished writing right before, you know, his, like you said, his untimely death. And he called out the Chinese Communist Party's hostile acts for decades and decades and decades. That was why he got attracted to Donald Trump, because he was speaking the song. And uh, Curtis saw early on that uh, China's trade abuse, their currency manipulation, their uh, technology theft, theft of intellectual property, all these things were economic warfare aimed at destroying the U.S. And uh, they took 300, 3 million jobs and they decimated our manufacturing. And when Curtis, the book is a wake-up call to America, if we still need a wake-up call, you know, at the time people were calling him alarmist, and now they're calling him prophetic. 
And yeah. Sean, I loved your intro into me because you were saying you have a declaration of independence in one hand. Well, Curtis, the book is not only a wake-up call, but it's a plan of action. And in this book, Curtis has a new declaration of independence that's wow. going to sever our relationship with China, our dependency on China, so that we are crazily not being dependent on our number one adversary for our supply chain, for the essential things that we need. And, you know, he goes back to the beginning of our country when we declared independence from Great Britain and now says it's time to declare independence from China, starting with bringing our supply chain back. And when you asked, did it work exactly how it is? I mean, the writing is prophetic. And, you know, it started like some guy in Montana looks up at the sky and happens to see a Chinese sky balloon that's been hovering over our nuclear missile silos. And the whole country suddenly wakes up. Well, well, Curtis has, he's known this for decades and decades. And he said the first wake-up call was the pandemic, when in the country, in the very place that it was, created the COVID, we couldn't get any of our supplies. We couldn't get medical supplies. We couldn't get other things. So, uh, and and let me just say one other thing. So I would think that, that everyone had, had woken up now, but you know, the, the bank in Silicon Valley that like went belly under that our government is now saying, Oh, well, we'll give you money. That bank has so much Chinese money from China with China startups, they could go in in a week, whereas in other other banks it took months and months. They could get U.S. investors looking for a public offering. You're not hearing any about that now, about that bailout. So there we are again. You know, and it's funny. I I investigate this stuff from the point of of money. And I was shocked myself to learn that um, Illinois and all the Democrat mafia-run states all had their pension money or a portion of it in this bank as well. I mean, I think that the they did this in such a hurry not to do an autopsy of exactly what kind of money, who was being bailed out. And once again, the actions of the government cover up the corruption of the government. You know, I know your husband's name because I often disagreed with a lot of what he said. And from the standpoint of this. I am a capitalist, and the way that they manipulated this relationship was to use capitalism as a Trojan horse to achieve the goal of the Chinese Communist Party. It was diabolical, and in the beginning, I took the position of we should have trade because, after all, trade is a good thing, not a bad thing, and it allows American companies to circumvent a corrupt government regulatory agency that uh, the EPA and OSHA had become, and they used it as an extortion tactic. As I learned about his reading, or or as I I learned about his writings, and I learned more about his philosophy, he ended up convincing me that um, I was wrong in being naive to think that Hong Kong would be a stronghold that would be the wedge of capitalism to break apart communism. I underestimated the ability of the Communist Chinese Party and the plot that to purchase our politicians and then use them as weapons against our freedoms. And I didn't read the book, but I'm wondering, does he touch upon the money in a bipartisan fashion that has infiltrated our government and corrupted the 537 American oligarchs that we pretend are representatives? Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up because in Curtis's book, Pandemonium, China's Global Strategy to Cripple America, that's what he talks about. And I have to confess to you, in the beginning, I wasn't sure either. I was a convert. And uh, two weeks ago, the first meeting of the uh, 
Republican and Democrats on the first House Select Committee on China, they both said, oh, both Republicans and Democrats said, oh, we underestimated China. Well, Curtis never underestimated China because it was all about the money. Yeah. You know, and he shows this in the book. Wall Street got rich on it. The collaborators of the global uh, corporations got rich. The lobbyists were paid by China to lobby the think tanks, to lobby uh, the government, all the government people. And you know what? We, you and me and all the other people, we are victims of their propaganda. And, and that's why Curtis saw through it, through this wake-up call, it was all about the money. And what happened is that these people uh, put, the, put money and greed at the expense of America. They sold out America. And in the book, Curtis talks about a way to not lose capitalism, but that our country, he goes back and he it's such a comprehensive study of the way our country started with Washington and our founding fathers based on the American principle, buy it here, make it here, that we got, we built ourselves into the greatest industrial power and then lost our way. And it shows a way that we can bring this back with all kinds of incentives and how you identify the industries and a whole comprehensive plan and, and to build back into to answer your question in a prosperous America. But isn't it all about the money always? Isn't that it really well? And, and you know what's disgusting is that as you as you examine this and go past this the talking points, you realize that they've been able to become the number two economy. The whole time holding favored nation status, which means they never had to abide by any of the encumbrances that other nations have to abide by. So they did this through the infiltration of a multitude of governments, and it's always the same pattern. But I'm. I'm wondering what it must have been like to watch the election be stolen with Curtis as he knew what we were losing and as he also knew that the greatest asset of the Chinese Communist Party is the Biden whore that is called president. Excuse me, but I'm not going to make your speech class. I'm, I'm a street guy. But this is what I see him <laughs> as a, a, a political whore and the most obvious asset of the Chinese Communist Party that this country's ever known as any politician, let alone an American president. Well, Curtis saw and he put out in this book and he gives so many examples of how it was U.S. money and U.S. technology that transformed China into this great power that it is now. And and now, you know, we're funding our own destruction. Yes. So Curtis was hopeful. You know, he was an optimist. He loved America. I mean, he loved his he was such a, a patriot. He always championed the American, the American worker. And he saw that that was the, one of the ways of China's uh, economic warfare against us. But he kept writing this book, you know, and he fought till the end because he has in this book a plan of action to take our country back. And he was, he's, he was optimistic, and I'm hoping that people read it, people buy it and give it to their congressmen and give it to their senators, and that when you buy something at the American consumer also, you buy something that's made in China to know now that not only is it a working issue, but it's a worker's issue and a loss of job, but it's a national security issue, and that you're taking a job something that's made by a child, made by slave labor, taking a job away from everything, because we're funding them. You know, they, China now has the biggest Navy. Uh, they have a larger military power than we, than we do. The State Department just put out something that they did a study last week. They are for, further ahead in technology than us, so they are going to win if we don't do something now.
I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm wondering if he just limited. I know, I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. If he just <laughs> limited his his observations to China, or did he recognize that what China is doing is brilliant because it's capturing the world government through what I call the Fourth Reich. It's often referred to as the World Economic Forum, the IMF Bank, and the other ways we're, we're funding our own destruction. As, as China has not just outplayed America, they've outplayed the world, and they are positioning themselves now to be the peacemakers between two terrible countries, in my opinion, Saudi Arabia and Iran. And with the culmination of that, they could de-dollarize the planet, which, in their defense... We don't deserve to be the world currency, as you see the bastardization of the principles of currency under the Biden administration. So did he expand it to encompass what I call the Fourth Reich, the one world government that is obviously going to be our future? He, he did. He saw the reason he focused mostly on China was because he saw them as our number one enemy. He saw what they were doing to us. He saw his, his words that you just said outplayed. He said they outplayed us. He always saw that. He saw what they were going toward. They lie about everything all the time. And he saw what would happen to us. You know, right now, it, we're so, we're, we're so, we're slaves to them. Let's say they did, uh, a, they started a war with Taiwan. They could stop our pharmaceuticals tomorrow. We still have Chinese allies in our supersonic jets. Um, they have spies everywhere, all across the country, and they are doing things that are are just so far ahead of us that it's unbelievable. And and America has to wake up and take back our country now. I'm curious to know his position, his thoughts on so many of the policies that are obviously destroying us now, but that were promised to be implemented when when Joe Biden was pretending to run, as you saw that Democrat mafia run. Was he aware specifically, or did he mention specifically to you, um, what he thought would happen with money, with debt? Did he predict exactly what we're living through in this ridiculous notion, we're going to pump this bubble up again and the people will just get used to it? Was he shocked by he the acceptance of American people? He was shocked. but Well, I don't know if he was shocked because I would, I would say that he would say that we've you know, swallowed the propaganda with the misinformation, the propaganda um, that we've been, you know, bought and sold by China, that that all the partners, like I said, the corporate uh, corporate elite, the global corporations, Wall Street and the government is saying one thing and the media, you know, the media. So so he was hopeful that putting out this truth that Americans would wake up. And what Curtis would say about that spy balloon, you know, that everyone was so shocked and go, they've been doing this forever. Yeah. They just got more bold. You know, yeah. we're just noticing it now. Well, so their Curtis asset is our president. Hopeful. Yeah, they should yes. be bold. And I'm yes. wondering what his thoughts were on Fauci. And I say this because it's now known through freedom of information, through emails, that Fauci had been integral in, in funding so much of the Chinese communist advancements in pharmaceuticals, that he was yes. also very important in um, Pfizer opening a research and development lab in Wuhan in 2009. I'm wondering if he, he must have been advocating that Trump fire Fauci, and I'm wondering why in the world he didn't take your husband's advice, if in fact he gave that advice. 
Um, I know that Curtis uh, really believed from the beginning that the, uh, you know, that that the the virus started there, that or that at least we should be investigating that. And I don't know whether he told him because he stayed in his area, you know, of economics. Yes. So I don't know if he went into the other area. I'm not sure he did. You know, he stayed in his area of expertise, and he was a great architect of of this of this great awakening. So, you know, before Trump came in, nobody realized that what China was doing to us, or that it was unfair trade or anything. So it's interesting because I saw on, on TV. I was watching one time. Someone was uh, one of the talking heads had the week before had a big thing with Curtis and said, "No, no, no, I don't, I don't see it, and you're wrong." He came back the next week and he said exactly what you said. He said, you know, Curtis, I I listened to what you said. I went over it and you changed my mind. I went over it. Yeah, so, I, th- I think he was brilliant in that fact. I mean, he made me, you know, he, suck and he, guess myself. And it was, it was, I'm he, glad. He was brilliant. And I hope that everyone will read his book, Curtis Ellis, Pandemonium, China's Global Strategy to Cripple America on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and read it and tell people about it and give it to your congressman and your senator because we've got to hold them accountable. You know, Curtis chapters are in the book, like how to hold China accountable, uh, how to yes. defund China. And it was like what you said, what I heard up in the least of this with a declaration, a new declaration of independence, decoupling from China. Finally, I love that. To gain back our power. I love that. I want to have you back, and I want to. I want to get the skinny on what he thought of uh, Mitch McConnell and his Chinese shipping heiress <laughs> wife. And Ooh. if she thinks, if he thought like me, she obviously fell in love with his strong jawline and his masculine ways. Don't you think? <laughs> um, you remind me of Curtis. You really do with um, your wit and your humor and your and your intelligence. You really uh, do. <laughs> well, that that's the greatest compliment I've gotten. So thank you, Maxine. And you are uh, you are just inspiring all of us because what you're doing for your late husband is 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 incredible. So I thank you for that. I believe it too. Thank you. I very believe much. it. Thank you, Maxine Albert. I appreciate you coming on and making time for me. It's a true honor. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Wear your mask, take your pill, now a whole generation's mentally ill. When the autopsy of American Dark Ages is done, it will directly lead to the reaction of the greatest bioweapon released on mankind. And hopefully, hopefully, they will discover who exactly invested in it. Because I want this pickle-faced bastard to go to jail. Why do you think you were excluded from those calls? I, because it was, uh, was told to me that uh, they wanted a single narrative and that I obviously had a different point of view. Do you think that the paper does hide the truth? I think it's an inaccurate paper that basically was part of a narrative that they were creating. Remember, this pandemic did not start in January at the seafood market. We now know there was infections all the way back into September. Dr. Redfield always smelled the pickle-faced rat that is Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci can only go where he's welcomed. So he goes to another Democrat propaganda swindler whore named Cuomo, who's got a show on some station. I think it's like NPR of cable. You know, it's really sad, Chris, that he's wrong on every single account. But you don't need to take my word for it. You take the word for... First of all, your word means nothing to anyone with an IQ over 60 who is not a beneficiary of the Democrat mafia. 
You may not be aware of it, but you're arguably in the top five of most hated Americans in history. And history will vindicate me, and they will vindicate the others who saw you for what you are. A whore hoping to be an oligarch. The people, he's saying that the phone call to discuss the possibility that this might have been engineered, that I was in charge of the phone call and I deliberately excluded him because his, his ideas differed from what he interpreted were mine. Well, first of all, he had no idea what my ideas were because they kept... We had all your ideas. They were turned into policy. Your mere whim became law in this corrupt forthright government. So don't, don't try to put lipstick on the pig that is the history of Dr. Fauci, pickle-face rat, as he's more commonly known. The completely open mind. Secondly, I was not responsible. I didn't include Ooh. or exclude anybody from the call because the people that were responsible for setting up the call with Jeremy Farrar from the Wellcome Trust in the UK, Eddie Holmes from the, um, from Australia, and a, and a bunch of other very competent evolutionary virologists. So you mean assets of Big Pharma? Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. 1,800 whores. You can get a lot of experts out of that. There's going to have to be some accountability. Who in the world is calling for it? And I think that's a great way to end it, accountability. Uh, we need accountability, and we're working in Florida to bring that with our grand jury, with Joe's Public Health Integrity Committee that, that he's formed. Uh, but I know they're looking into some of this in Washington, in the, in the House of Representatives. And, and we, we need a full accounting. Uh, we need to know about the gain-of-function research. Uh, we need to know everything about the lab leak. We need to know about the role of Dr. Fauci in all of this uh, to make sure that he is held accountable. And everybody else. I want a forensic audit of anybody that spoke up and supported this pickle-face fraud. I want every check, every stock trade. I want everything. And I want everyone to go to jail. But in my America, law is the rule, not the weapon. So I don't know if we're going to get it. We're certainly not going to get it in these Democrat mafia states that celebrate corruption. We moved ahead. Uh, today we're saving taxpayers tens of millions of dollars in interest payments as sure a result. Sure you are. Sure you are. You're bankrupt, like everywhere else, any Democrat rules, including this country. It's bankrupt, and now it's paying off its cohorts. It's called our economic system. I'll be back to take all of your calls, 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. Best show. You know, it's hard to even find it. So I think I, I think we can buy it on Prime. Worth every penny. Um, France is on fire right now. Do you know why? He raised the retirement age two years without a vote. Burn it down. How dare you make me wait for my welfare? Stephen in Arlington Heights has a property question. Hi, Stephen. 
Hi, Sean. Uh, some good news for you and a question. So my fiance and I um, are seceding to Wisconsin. We're getting married in a few months and then moving up to Pleasant Prairie. Thank you. And I, I want to know if you feel the same way that I do, because every time now I see like a new property in Illinois, I just feel sad as hell for the next people who are going to be living there when I'm paying a full 50 to 60 cents less per square foot in a much nicer place, by the way, in Pleasant Prairie. I, I don't know what your thoughts so are. So I have felt that way. In Illinois. I ha- so I used to sell real estate in Illinois and I got to the point where I stopped doing it. I, I would talk people out of it. Anybody that ever used me, right. my friends, I would say, you know, hey, crazy, you can't buy this. And then when I became, I moved my business to Florida, it's all, I mean, to see the difference and to experience it, it's a shame I didn't recognize it when I was your age, when I was engaged, because your quality of life, your kids' lives, and your future is so much brighter now that you're not tied to the mafia state of Illinois. I, I think it's and, fantastic. Proud of you. And, and especially going from someone like little Dick Durbin to a great patriot like Ron Johnson. Oh, There's an upgrade for you. Right there, baby. That's awesome. Yes, I'm very proud of you. I'm, on, I'm happy for Thanks, you. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate that. Is that it? That's it. Thank you for All taking right. the call. As enjoy always. the move. Enjoy the move. And then you still listen to the show. Now. Don't you abandon Absolutely. Me, Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, I appreciate Sean. the call. And it's a shame, but it's the truth. Because after all, aren't you, aren't you sick and tired of the same old, same old? In 2020, ComEd agreed to pay a $200 million fine as part of a deferred prosecution agreement. Where's the money for the fine? Oh, you mean the government got it? The same government that Mike Madigan ran? The same politicians that kissed his ass for a close parking space? Man, oh man. Well, one citizen had enough of little Lori Lightfoot today. I'm going to play it. I should have played. You know, I know a lot of shows play it in the beginning. Not me. I'm going to make you wait till the end because this is a great clip, by the way. Great clip. You became mayor. The people of Chicago elected you. You shut down our schools. You shut down the churches. You shut down the businesses. You did the one thing that I thought could never happen. As somebody who who was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, I never thought in my life that I would ever see the city of Chicago brought down so low as you have managed to bring it down. Shame on you. That is a legacy that you are going to have to carry. Future historians are going to have a, a hard time understanding how you, are, how you ever even became mayor of the city of Chicago. I intend to write that book. I intend to make sure that at least uh, there is some possible way for the city of Chicago to, to move forward. I hope that you realize what damage you have done to the city. I hope that after today's city council meeting, you will pack your suitcase and get the hell out of my city. Now, honey, buddy, I forgot. I, can you find out his name for me? It's at the tip of my tongue, but I don't want to make a mistake. William Kelly. That's it. Uh, William Kelly was a reporter, but because he was confrontational, he had his credentials pulled off, and that's what the sewer of Chicago is. Mobbed up. You, you, want, to, you want to be in the press? you got to have the clout. So I'm wondering... Will there be a big difference? Will there be a big difference? The two candidates both agree officers are overburdened and far too often are responding to calls that should go to mental health professionals. But on other issues of public safety, they offered dramatically different ideas. 
At the UIC Forum, Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis addressing a large crowd that included crime victims and violence prevention advocates. We've lost a 1,000 police officers in the last two years. In an average year, we would lose 335 police officers. The right leadership, the right strategy, the right approach will slow the access. Vallis said he would put more cops on CTA platforms and trains, establish a witness protection program, and assign more officers to beats, a strategy of community policing that Johnson characterized in this way. Why are we describing policing as a community effort only in black and brown communities? You got to pull that race card, man. You got to pull that race card. Now, now what you got to do is you got to you got to speak and preach the utopian vision of the fraud Marxist. So this way you make the people feel like they're going to get a little something extra and then they won't look at who you really are. It's the recipe for victory. How about you just love people enough and be prepared and willing to do your job and you don't have to have an extra sort of dynamic attached to the to the dynamic of policing. Now, do I have to love the, the, the crack dealer? Do I have to love the gangbanger scumbag who shoots into the building? Do I have to love them? Eh, I'm glad I don't live there because I'm not loving them. Johnson said he would immediately promote 200 officers to detective, but said nice. the answer wasn't more cops, but more investments in impoverished areas. Ooh, and that's that funny money. It's coming. It's coming. Just hang on. It's going to be great. On the question of defunding the police. There are people who want to see the police budget defunded. Are, are you one of them? Listen to what I'm saying. Are you Give me an opportunity to this answer the question. Right. Okay. Listen to I said it was a political goal. I never said it was mine. Now you just sidestep everything you are. You just just put it off. And believe me when I tell you, this bull dung from this silver tongue slick liar, this is going to sell. I'm telling you, kid, I say 10 points he wins by. (laughs) Today, Johnson endorsed at Rainbow Push and by the abortion rights group Personal Pack. He's got everything. He's got the reverend, which is funny, and he's got the baby murderers. The reverend from Perpetual Tax Evasion, the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion, the guy who's late on his child support payments to about six different kids. He has no idea who they are. In the meantime, he's got the other answer. Just kill him. And that's who supports Johnson. It's phenomenal. Val is supported by two Latino elected leaders who criticized Johnson's tax plan. To increase more costs on Chicagoans at this time is unconscionable. Both candidates touting more endorsements to come. And three weeks before... I, pay, I, I, I definitely, hands down, by at least 10 points, the communist teacher union-backed swindler with the silver tongue. That's what I say. What say you, Ryan and Lake Zerk? Yeah, how you doing, Sean? Uh, just uh, heard your commentary about, you know, being trapped in Illinois. I got five kids, two different uh, mothers myself, but my first uh, three... Uh, she was an illegal alien from Romania, and unfortunately, um, she is being coached by a bunch of different illegal aliens on how to take down, um, you know, American citizens and, and take right. all their money. And I, I got to believe that the judges in Lake County are looking at Facebook or seeing if they're Trump supporters or doing whatever. It's just a decade I've been trapped now, and I'm trying not to go crazy. Um, you know, and I do have full custody of kids. Thank God for that. Well, but there you go. Filed for false disability. Um, you know, they're just letting these judges are letting these illegal aliens that get citizenship. And I believe that they're looking on Facebook. So I warn anyone out there that's listening, you know, as much as you love Trump, as much as you love that, you know, if you are in divorce court and if you go in front of Christopher Judge Lombardo, watch out. Cause he'll, well, Ryan, you got to be an example to those kids. So you got to keep your cool, brother. You got to keep I, your cool. I know. I know. I you know. know. You got to be an I'm, example. Hey, and listen, before it, I die. one thing about kids, and I could say this good and bad. 
they watch everything in my life. When I did bad, they picked up on it. When I did good, they still do. But that's the thing. You've got to be the example, brother, even if it's not popular. Right. All right. I saw that. No matter how you feel, you know, you're always responsible and for you your can't, own And you can't, don't bash the mother. It's still their mother. Don't do that. Don't do that. After yeah, all, oh, yeah, she yeah, lured you with the high cheekbones and the dance moves. Come on now, kid. You're not talking to a preacher. In the meantime, yeah. you stay strong, all right? Okay, yeah. Watch out for a judge, Chris Lombardo. He'll, he'll come after you. You hang in there, Ryan. You hang in there. They're all the same. Democrat judges, you don't want to go before them. That's why you got a reason. Got a reason. Uh, hold on. I'm going to get to Neil and, and LaGrange, but I'm going to get to you when I come back. I went long in the segment. I'll be back shortly. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now you're talking. Fucking cookies. I gotta go lift. I gotta go work out a little bit now after that. Try to do my push ups. I don't wanna look like JB Pritzker, the cookie monster. I love it. Thank you, Squirrel. Neil, Good in the how are you? Good, buddy. Hey, um, how many people or how many city council members are does um, when Johnson have in his pocket? Because, you know, I remember, you know, when Fast Eddie, you know, Back in the eighties, you know, in council wars twenty nine twenty one, yeah. you know, all these, you know, does the mayor have the this executive orders like the president has? Well, you know, the, the, the new mafia versus the daily mafia, right? That's who's running. You got the new got it. Soviet yeah. Marxist mafia against the old daily mafia. People think, oh, the right. old daily mafia, but the new mafias they steal more money. They got more money. They got more cash. Well, they plus, spread it around you know, more. They don't. They 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 don't care about the city anymore. They yeah. care about the power. Right. You know the, the daily mafia. They want to decentralize it among their little clique. This new one, yes. they spread it out. They spread it all over. That's why the new mafia wins by ten points. Neil, what say you? I you know I think it's going to be closer than that. All right. I think you know what's going to happen is it's going to come down to we're not going to know who the mayor is. Uh, until probably 30 days after the election, because uh, you know they're I gonna, say more they're than 10 finding... points. They call it on the same night, and you know what that's called in Melrose Park, Neil? A bet. We got one. Bet, 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 bet. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, well, I'm voting for Dallas. I got eight uh, properties in Chicago, but I live in Wisconsin. But I'm fine. The hey, nice thing, yeah, you don't have to live here to vote here. Just ask anybody at Queen yeah, of Heaven; they so, don't live here. I do. Yep. Yeah. So, and I wanted to talk to you about a uh, uh, very educated person that called, and he was talking about how stupid the people from California are. Uh, they voted a few years ago. It was called the S-E-E-F. And if you've ever seen it on the side of an egg box, they voted, and they said, if a chicken's in a cage and he's making an egg, and if he stands up and turns in a circle and stretches he's a his rooster. wings out. And no, 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 no. If he stands up and stretches his, his, his arms out, and hits wire, or if he stands up and he hits his head on the top of the cage, you cannot take and sell that egg in the state of California. So oh. it put it put hundreds of egg companies in the, throughout the United States out of business to where they couldn't sell eggs anywhere in the state of California. Anybody that was in California, it put all of their egg companies out of business. Who's the guy so, that Who's the guy that had to go around and measure the chickens? I mean, there's got to be somebody out there that said, not the egg, not that. Who's the farmer that said, yeah, he couldn't touch the it thing? Was, it's a freaking egg. Yeah, he didn't touch the thing. No, no, he put no, the egg was, in the no, basket. No it, was, no, it was actually the state of California inspectors. 
So there was a big chicken operation up here in Wisconsin, and yeah. they came up and they and they came and they measured their. Uh, these guys had millions of eggs, and they yeah. took and measured their cages, and they said you can't sell eggs in California no more. Well, well, you know, supply and demand. Well, why so, don't they get the so egg we, inspectors in on the fentanyl? You know, these are these problems can be solved in about thirty days. Now we got the water problem. They're drowning in water. What are they going to do? Let it go right into the ocean. And then in four months, they'll have a drought. Freaking California. They could ruin that state. They could ruin anything. In case the Soviet Union didn't convince you, or Venezuela, or Cuba, take a look at California. Or Illinois. You don't have to go that far. Pritzker says it's great now. I'll be back in 21 hours to beat up on that fat guy even more. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.